0: Your face. Your face. Your face. Your face. hello and welcome to booming your face a platform for indie artists and musicians to come and share their new music or projects as well as discuss topics about the music industry and the community at large booming your face has two meanings one is that booming your face from the music that you're listening to. But the other boom in your face is when someone assumes the situation is one way and boom in your face is totally wrong and something totally different. So on occasion, we discuss those boom in your face moments. So watch out that someone might be you. Listeners, if you'd like to share your boom in your face musical projects or share your boom in your face moments or just want to join us in the conversation, reach out and email me at boomingyourfaith616 at gmail.com or visit the website and sign up for the newsletter, like, subscribe, and share the episodes. I'm your host, Mary Kearney. Welcome. Before we get started, I'm going to give you all a brief intro from Jamila, who's going to give us a drum introduction tonight, and then we'll get into the thick of things. one at a time and say where
1: you're from and, and know whatever you wanna share. I'll go first. My name is Jamelia, AKA Little J. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but I reside in Palm Bay, Florida. And I'm a music artist and I, I got many different skills.
2: Hi, my name is Danae Green. I'm a student at Full Sail University. I'm from New Jersey. Just happy to be here. Okay,
0: welcome.
3: Hi, I'm Sharon, originally from New York. I live in Memphis, Tennessee, and glad to be here. And hello, everybody.
0: Oh, All right, hello and welcome, Jessica.
4: Hello, <laughs> Jessica King, A.K.A. Jada Sound. I'm a recording engineer, artist, and producer. Uh, I'm from Virginia.
5: Hello, everyone. I'm Kimberly. I live in uh, Richmond, Virginia. I'm from Richmond, Virginia, too, and, um, and I look forward to seeing what we're talking about tonight.
0: All right. Well, tonight we're discussing the election, the upcoming election, and how you feel it's going to affect you, What are your expectations of the outcome, and your fears and your hopes. First of all, I want to start with, has anybody voted? Yes. Okay. That's one yes. Anyone else? I'm voting Saturday. So that's a good sign everyone has a plan on voting. I'm going
2: Tuesday. Um, <laughs> I can't vote, but I'm still paying attention to everything that's been going on. Uh, uh,
0: that's great. Although you can't vote, you know, you can just be an advocate for the ones that can to make sure they get out and vote. How do you see it, being that you cannot vote? From your perspective, how do you feel about what's going on?
2: Um, it's definitely a little scary to see how a lot of people have been reacting um to see a lot of a lot of the ways that the people um are being prevented from voting and it just makes me think about like the process and if everything will actually be fair next Tuesday because there's been so much misinformation about how people can vote and Um, so it's just, it's been interesting. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about most of the stuff that's going on, but yeah.
0: What do you mean you don't know how to, how you should feel about what's going on in reference to what?
2: Um, so because I, I'm not yet a citizen, I can't yet vote. Um, I'm just not sure what, other than being an advocate, I'm just not sure how to, Encourage my own friends who are my age to vote because I think a lot of the a lot of them are I want to say disillusioned by a lot of that's going on. It it just it kind of just seemed well to me their attitudes kind of let me know that they're they're not too sure that their vote will actually count for anything or that it will actually matter. So I'm just not sure how to encourage them to vote because it's just like we kind of understand how the electoral college works and how voting works in the country. And it's kind of just like, okay, if we do vote, then it might not even matter in the first place. And also most of my friends are in New Jersey, which isn't like a state that really matters when it comes to the election in terms of like voting or how it could change the way everything happens. So it's just kind of like, I'm not sure how to approach them with, how I feel about the fact that they they don't want to vote or they're not going
0: to. Well, first and foremost, your vote always matters. And the electoral vote, why it's so difficult for some people to understand is because of the way somebody has 30, somebody has 12, but it's all based upon the population. That's why they had given the states that had the majority of the population more electoral votes because they have more people, which was logical when it initially it started because we were less populated and it was, you know, that kind of time. But now that, you know, we're all over the place, it should just be a popular, what I feel personally. It is um, challenging to really say it's a fair fight when each vote, when you tell everybody each vote counts and then you say, oh, but not really. How do you feel about it, Sharon?
3: All right. I mean, what do you mean as far as um, just the election
0: overall? Um, I'm just saying in reference to the uh, electoral vote and the way that is gauging the uh, winner.
3: um, Well, I was going to kind of piggyback off what the young lady was saying as far as sometimes, you know, like people are not, one, people are not voting because they may feel like they don't have the lesser of two evils, one. And uh, a lot of people cannot vote for different reasons and that hurts you know people voting as well and um so they don't vote and that hurts the election as well and then and that's not my that's just not my personal, not my personal opinion but that hurts it so if people don't vote that's like saying a yes for somebody that should not be in office and um and then if people vote then that's your opinion but the majority of people that do not vote have a lot to say and they have a lot of complaining to do so um they complain the most but they're not making their voice matter as far as um elect as as far as um voting is concerned so um that's just how i i mean that's just my opinion on it i'm not i know it's to me it's very important i want my voice to matter and i know that out of I know that I and I don't want to be one of the ones that complain and I don't want to say you know how I voted or who I voted for but I do want it you know it's to matter but um and I don't want to you know keep going you know back and forth with it and get deep into it and I know you know be, basically politics can get tricky and it can be a, a touchy subject but it's important and when you're dealing with, Younger people, you want them to know the importance of it and making your voice matter and we, how important it is to get, the, to get the right person in office because it happens, you know, we're dealing with student loans, we're dealing with health care, we're dealing with, you know, our future and the things that matter for us. So it is important and, you know, we need to vote because that's, you know, that's going to help us from, you know, for the next four years, for the next eight years, and to make some of the changes and some of the things that we're going through now. So that's just how I feel
0: about it. Well, that's some valid points and concerns because that's everything that's basically happening and going on, but um, with the disenfranchised, I heard you speaking about that. A lot of the people that are American citizens and cannot vote due to being involved with criminal activity and they paid their dues, right. that's a, a big problem as well. So we have a lot of organizations out there helping trying to get restore the rights of uh, yes, a lot of people. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. And then you know, I and I don't want to cut you off, um they have a lot of um opportunities where people can get that. They can get it scratched off their record immediately, but sometimes um they don't or right. they can be a second time offender, you know or get a little whatever it is, but they do have, you know, places or resources that you can take that off. And then when they take it off, do we go out and vote? So that goes back to, you know, when you take it off, they taking it off just to get a job and not to make their voice matter. And then we have people that don't know about these resources and time, you know, to vote. So it's a lot of things that can really hurt. You know, during the time of election. So that's that is so it's crucial. It is crucial. And a lot of people don't know about it. That, you know, like we have, um, for example, I'm in Tennessee, Memphis, and they actually have um they trying to really get people to the polls and they're saying if you mail your ballot, um, don't worry about the ballot you mail. Go ahead and go online. So they wanna really make sure that you getting it in. They saying if you um, need a way to the polls, they even have the funeral a funeral home that is providing transportation. So wow. we're making it in so many ways. They said if you need a ride the day of the election, you know, call this number and they're gonna use their, you know, they're gonna get you there. And it's just so many ways that we have been making that you know that ways have resources that have been making. You know that have been made affordable or you know resources that have been made before this time and maybe not in time for the election
6: right.
3: And and one thing that I was thinking of um, When people are out of town and they're working, how do they vote?
0: Well, they do the ballot balance. So that's what the big controversy was about it because this has been something that's been done for ever all of a sudden this is something new or something that's not reliable
6: Mm-hmm.
0: so it's always been a factor and it's always been something that has um, been a part of the election people been the military when they're abroad they just um, spat for service they always vote abroad
6: so it's
0: mm-hmm. something new it's just something new far as this volume mm-hmm. but other than that no it's not a new thing right? so now you put a whole lot into that um, your concern. So how do you see it playing out, one way or the other? Far as first, let's start with the biggest topic on the whole agenda, which is the pandemic we're living through. Yeah, how's going to affect you because, especially since you're a teacher.
3: Well, you know what? I'm well, <laughs> well. Right now, I'm not a teacher anymore. I actually just started something new, but I still can kind of give a gist of just looking at how education is how. How do I think the election is going to affect education?
0: Did you change your career because of the pandemic?
3: I did, and well, it was something that I had been wanting to do anyway,
6: mm-hmm.
3: and and actually, it and I did though because it was more it was more important to jeopardize our life. It was about money, and it wasn't about our life. It wasn't about how safe we were anymore sending people into the building school was never being a teacher was never an essential job, but now it was um, a matter of go back in the building with children instead of teaching them from home. And we've been at home since March and now it's, you're going to lose your budget or we need the schools to be open or you're going to, you know, not him talk, not the president speaking of it, but just the people are so concerned about their budgets. Or how they're going to do this and you're letting parents, you need your building open and you're still going to teach from home and you're going to teach virtually in the building. And everything just started changing and it became too much. It's just throw them back in the building and let's move forward.
0: But that's why elections are important because you got to get involved even with school board. When the next election come up, Right before this should be not sitting in no seats. Right. You feel that they have put your children in jeopardy. How has right. anyone else been affected by the um, pandemic and has it changed your life or your perspectives on your careers?
7: want to piggyback a little bit on something that was said at the end right there.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
7: the presidential elections the past couple of times, 2016 and now, have drawn a lot of attention, of course, to the presidential election. But I think what's also happened is that now people are starting to look more at their local elections, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. There are a lot of the senators and and city council and all those people who are on boards and they make a lot of decisions that people don't even know about that people never even look at most of the, a lot of people probably don't even know who their city councilors are.
6: Mm-hmm. Right? That's and I true. think yeah, and I think a
7: lot of those it's important that we start promoting every election. We have to go out and vote for every election so that right. when decisions are made about the schools are open, when decisions are made about what funding goes where, it's people that we know and people that we've put in those positions. That's that's very true,
3: yeah. and 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 to be totally honest. Because when I go to each one, sometimes I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, who is this person? Or you'll see somebody now, if you go to church, you're going to see people popping up at your church and they're going to... You never see these people and they pop up just around election time. But now that the churches are closed, you haven't seen anybody. You may see them pop up on your news feed or something like that. And it's around election time. But since... um when it's time to vote and you're looking and you say, I've never seen this person. I don't know nothing about this person. But when you're watching the news, you may know a little bit, you know, something about them, but you are absolutely right about that. And you do, we do have to know something about them, what they believe in and what they think. And when election time comes, we're not just going down the box saying, well, I'm going to just pick this person. I don't know this one. And because we end up voting for somebody that doesn't need to be in. And I think that happens a lot because we really not, educated on what they know or you know what they can do and that that's also like when you don't vote that's like a yes for somebody
5: um it's the uh the the amendments that's on the um the ballots also right. because before i never i never really paid attention prior mm. i um until i'm in there and i'm just like mm-hmm. oh my gosh well what is this and then i just be like multiple choice questions on a test. <laughs> and, and, yeah. then, and then I get out. I get out and I be like, well wait a minute now. How important was this? Yeah. So now I looked up the um the amendments that's on it for this election. And I haven't um I haven't voted yet, but I will Tuesday. So my intentions is to um leave out the house at six o'clock because the polls open at seven and I'm just going to be out there. Like it's the black Friday shopping and pray for the best. Cause we, ha- we had the governor gave us that day off. So I'm oh, really? hoping I'm not going to be in there that long, but I really like going to the poll on the day of, because I like to see what number I am and how many people, you know, how many people have already voted and stuff. So yeah you know experience i understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah it's it's that it's that experience of that tuesday and as far as career wise mm-hmm. the pandemic i feel it has it has kind of made me lazy work related mm-hmm. only because i don't get up at the time i used to get up when i actually went into the building since i'm teleworking i get up like right before it's time to sign on and then that's it so I have to try and, I, so I don't even hear my alarm in the morning. So that's how bad it has gotten. So I'm I'm kind of ready to go back in the office, but then I'm
6: not, safety-wise.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Well, I understand.
8: I'm still trying to stop laughing from Kim, but she's uh, <laughs> <it's> funny. Uh, <laughs> so um, what I want Who to say you? is that, Who are you? Um, I'm James Kearney Sr., <clears throat> your, your wonderful husband. Okay, so anyway, what's <laughs> that so funny? Hi, However, hello, how are you all doing? So I wanna say that <clears throat> my importance is, what I think is important with this election is, a lot of the older generation, they, they know the importance of it, but well, let's not say names, but anyhow, he's brought attention to the younger generation and he has inspired them to uh, go out and vote. And he has inspired them to um, to get more involved in political aspects of this, uh, this particular election. And uh, I'm so impressed with how they turned out and um, uh, I'm grateful in a way. <clears throat> but he's inspired a lot of things. Not only has he inspired hate, but he's inspired love and he's inspired uh, inspiration in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So, um, how so? How so? Well, um, I think, uh, as a, um, as a nation and as, a, um, as a people in itself, I think we are we are coming together more than ever now in a way, because, um, I see a lot of togetherness more than ever, even though there's a lot of rioting going on and a lot of uh, looting and all that other craziness, but it's also a lot of togetherness and a lot of love being shown amongst us all more than ever now um in a been a long a long time it's been a long time coming in way because we've been separated so long so but um it's he's inspiring a lot of things so he, he even though he thinks he's causing um, interruptions within our own kind but he's causing us to actually come together more and maybe that's God's way of you know making things right but uh, in a way it's good and um, the election going not tell it all so I'm going to leave it at that. I
7: want to I wanna... I say something about that actually. Go
6: ahead.
8: Okay. Okay. What I,
7: what I, what I took from that too I, I agree in a way actually. I think what the president has done is he's shine a shown a a spotlight, we'll say maybe on a lot of issues that people might not have been paying attention to. Right. right. And I think he's he's brought a lot of things into the public eye that might not have been in the public eye because of how outspoken he is. Right. Mm-hmm. And in a way that has inspired a lot together in the community because we we look at that and we say, Wait a minute, how is this happening? Or we'll look at things and say, has this always been happening? Right? And then we, we come together more around a lot of those issues.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He has brought a lot of things to the forefront see because you can't block what it's supposed to be you can um, It has been a hard time and it has and god bless the souls that have left us and um, the ones that are still sick and struggling and the ones that have Forecasted to become sick and leave us But it has shown all the things that really have been maybe in the back foreground as an undercurrent and now it's bubbling to the top and being shown with all the slight being put on it, on the true essence of some of the some of our neighbors. And um, some of it good, a whole lot of it bad, but it's getting shown so it could be corrected. Now, my young people, come on, Jamila and Jessica, y'all need to speak up.
1: What I think is going on right now is that people need to know who they're choosing. And what, whoever you choose, you gotta know. You gotta look at it as a nation aspect and as the color aspect, because you wanna know whoever you choosing is it for us or if they are against us. Because as you see, at the nation going on, you see a lot of a lot of things going on and a lot of racism, people dying because of color. But when we go to the vote, we gotta know who we're voting for. We gotta tell ourselves if hey, we're voting for. Uh, it is for us or against us because you got you got you got some president that's not for black people and then you got some president that's for black people so you got to know who you're choosing in terms of election and you got to know if they're gonna stand up for our rights or they're just gonna bring us down like the rest of the other people so you got to tell yourself like when you go to the polls like if i'm doing the right choice Is this if he, if he gonna make america great and, and he going to stop what's going on. But you got to tell yourself, like, is he for our community? Because a lot of people are not for our community. You see a lot of people dying out here. Like, you see, like, Joe Floyd. You see Breonna Taylor. You see a lot of people dying because of because of the race and the color. Now, if, you, if we get somebody better, now we can know how it is for the next four years. But the same in the same persons in the White House, we got to tell ourselves, why did we vote for him? Did he do did he did what hes supposed to deliver, and he for us or or he just against us, so we gotta know really who we're voting for
0: so are y'all concerned about healthcare, Jessica? i no, very worried about it,
4: you know, considering his handling of covid nineteen and how it spread everywhere throughout the United States, and it's still getting worse in multiple states here, and it's not getting better and yet he's still claiming that. These things are being repaired and it's getting better, and we have something coming, and a vaccine is being prepared when people have actually died from taking this vaccine in the trials that they have. I think that there are so many different issues that he hasn't had solutions for that make him not really qualified to stay in office, in my opinion. And I mean, both of the candidates we have have had their (laughs) share of racial tension in their plans and what they've put into the government and what they've had as far as like dealing with uh jails and uh the economy but I feel like it's important for people to really dive into policies and look at what they're putting into place because a lot of people aren't looking at you know, the documents going into the courts and stuff on, you know, dealing with schools and healthcare and how money is divided. Everyone's so worried about who's the head, who's the president, but no one's worried about who's making all the calls on everything else. And that is very troublesome to me.
2: I um, agree with Jessica. Because a lot of the times we kind of worry about, we do worry about what the president is doing and we don't really think about, okay, who is he appointing as the justice here or who is in charge of the education and all this other stuff. And so it's just like, okay, even even if we do vote him out, he has left a lot of people in these very powerful positions that are still going to the policies that they are going to put into place are going to affect us so that's definitely one thing that I've been thinking about is like even and also not not even just the people who he's put in place but just the fact that if he does lose November to January is a is a long time (laughs) it is um a while there's there's more than enough time to put in laws that are going to be hard to get rid of so that's another thing that's been on
6: that I've been thinking about Kind of um both of those notes. Look at the progress that the
7: Senate has been making over the past couple of months in terms of uh stimulus. Right? We haven't had any stimulus in months, right? Then it's been up for negotiation and they keep setting deadlines and they say, Oh, we have forty eight hours to make a decision and then they'll, they'll hit forty eight hours and say, Okay, we have another seventy two hours. And this keeps happening, it keeps happening. And most likely at this point we're probably not gonna get any type of stimulus until the new president is elected, right? Depending on and that's that's an even scarier part about this election. Right, depending on which who wins the election will determine a lot of if we get stimulus or not, or when we get stimulus. Right, and regardless, if there if it's a new president, there's going to be a lame duck session essentially until mid uh, January into mid January when the new president is appointed, and then Senate comes back in the session. So,
6: who knows?
4: And there are also a lot of people who are facing
2: evictions. So it's just like they had all this time to come together and ignore like any any sort of party division or lines that they might have drawn and just come together for the people because at the end of the day politics aside and all this all these other things aside
4: um there are real people who have been affected by this pandemic and the fact that they couldn't even do that is just kind of scary to think about
0: Yes, it is a scary time to think about. How was anybody... Did anyone go out and protest or see any of the protesting going on? And did anybody just witness what just happened in Pennsylvania? Um, I just... uh, I didn't
4: go out and protest, but I've had friends that I've seen go out and protest and use their voice and really be on the forefront of what's going on. Um, I did sadly see... What happened in Philadelphia it was really tragic for for this man to be shot down like that when he has a mental disorder and I feel like that's a huge problem for the black community, especially since a lot are not diagnosed with with these mental health issues. but I wanted to pick it back off of something James had said about the transitions of power for whoever is elected that I'm actually terrified because Trump is like a child and (laughs) it seems like there's going to be a race war if Biden wins. And even though, you know, we have our military and everything else, I don't feel like it's going to be that easily controlled because it's going to be very widespread in the United States if that does happen, because there's so much hatred in this country. So that's that's another thing that's very concerning for me. Well, as a kind of
0: person, so. well, to speak to that, either way, if um, something's going to boil over, it might boil over either way if that is in the works. So we're just going to pray that that doesn't become a reality, because it's definitely a threat at this moment that that can be a reality. Because of all the things that has been exacerbated through our leader, if you want to call him that for the ones he did is leading and um directing in that direction. So what mm. do you expect and um anticipate coming out of it? What do you want to see? Because can no I, matter
7: what, go ahead. Can I talk about Philadelphia for a second that you brought up? Sure. And because I think that was particularly scary to me, especially as a black man in America, right? the situation itself was was um pretty unique, right? So for those that don't know what happened is the the person that was, the black man that was killed was having a bipolar disorder, uh, I guess, manic uh, episode. episode, and his wife or his mother, one of the two, called the cops, called 911 for help, right? And when they showed up, he, of course, this, the outcome was he he was murdered. He was killed, right? They both unloaded a full clip, 17, seven shots apiece, 14 shots in them, right? It's mm-hmm. horrific. And... My what's so scary about that to me is that my instinct as a black man when I heard that was why would you call nine one one? That's what I my question, right? And it it shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't be thinking you shouldn't have called nine one one because that is who you that, that is the right thing to do. The right thing to do if that is happening is to say I'm calling the hospital. I know he's having he has mental issues. He needs help. Right. But when things like this happen, it's hard to believe that the system is set up for you. That it, that that's what you're supposed to do. to death was meant your, for your protection. And that's a scary thought to have in a country that's supposed to protect you that you're supposed to be a citizen of.
4: As much okay. as they would not like to say that, where they're like, oh, police protect everyone. No, they don't. And they see a black man there, they're gonna immediately assume that that's the suspect. And I've seen this happen in so many different videos. I just watched one where the owner of a liquor store somewhere in New York, a black man, had called because somebody was robbing him and he winded up getting attacked. And wrestled to the floor, and he's the owner of this of this establishment. But because he's a black man, of course, they're going to assume, oh, he's the suspect. He's the one doing something wrong, and that's alarming too. Because that's what they're trained to do too. They're to, they're trained to assume that we're aggressive and vicious. I don't. Well, I don't
8: um, wanna... unfortunately, unfortunately, just like. Uh, just to piggyback off what, what, what happened. Okay. So. Yes, yes, yes. Okay.
7: And All you're right. a law enforcement, so it's good to hear your perspective too. For me.
8: Right. So this is what happened. All right. So just to play back what the officers were going through, they were called to an emergency situation. <clears throat> what they did was absolutely wrong. But however, they're not trained to shoot nobody in the leg. And they're not trained to shoot nobody in the arm but they should have been equipped with tasers. That's the first thing. No, in no way, in shape or form, should they not have uh, something that was not lethal. That's the, one, that's the number one thing that they should have had, uh, something that was not lethal. But in order to protect themselves, they're trained to shoot center mass. Always trained to shoot center mass. Now, if you shoot somebody center mass, that's going to automatically, that's where all your internal organs are. Your lungs, your heart, the kid everything is cinema mass that you live that make that causes you to live. So that's how that's when you when you when I went to every academy that I went through, that's where they trained to shoot. Send a mask. So but the officers shot the man, sent a mask.
7: I understand that. I, I want to say something, to you. I understand that. That's not that's not really my question. That's not mm-hmm. really what I'm I'm questioning. Right I understand that that's right. the way they're trained, which is wrong in in, in, in right. anyway. Right. Like you're saying, they should have had non lethal, right? But if, if you're calling nine one one, not calling the cops, right? you're calling nine one one. The emergency response, and you're saying I have someone who has mental disorder. He's having a, an episode. He needs help. Why are the first people to show up armed cops with no non-lethal? Like you're saying, first of all, they're not they're not trained to handle the situation. So there's a bigger problem than just the cop training. There's a system, uh, problem with the entire system, emergency response system. Right, that's what, something that, that highlights.
6: I think
0: you're saying about them not being properly trained on how right. to defuse a situation, and they are supposed to be trained for that. I understand what you're saying,
7: well they weren't even the right people to show up, but I mean that i don't
0: you know when you hit nine one one three departments are dispersed, mm-hmm. but I think they need to be better at i guess once they said a weapon was involved, that's why nine one one showed up
6: because that's they why the police show.
0: first and immediately, but they also understood that they were saying it was somebody with a mental episode going on to just be a different type of handling of the situation
5: and and they're saying defund the police should they have used a different term
7: I think so instead
5: mm-hmm. of saying defund because that's what I think that's I what think I think as, as
0: well they said, should say revive they used, yes. or we re- reset right. or Retrained. you know re-train. yeah but they, but they don't understand that the terminology that they're using is why everybody's giving so much pushback right why is they so much hear it. Mm-hmm. exactly and so I think you know, for a case like this,
5: that specific training um, that they can have would have helped. Um, yes. But you know, it, regardless of who the person is, if somebody's coming at me with a weapon, then I mean, hey, I mean, I'm not saying to to kill them. Right. But I think it's um because I can't watch another police shoot. I, you know, I try to protect my peace and I've actually been trying to protect my peace with CNN and the news with the election. So lately, all I've been watching because I my mind is made up. I already know what I'm voting. Um, so I've just been watching uh, Halloween and horror movies because that's what is <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> November the what's the day after the election? 3rd,
6: November fourth. I have to call out of work
5: because <laughs> I mean, and I'm teleworking, and I think I'm gonna have to still call out because it seems <laughs> like it's freak. gonna be draining. It's like mm-hmm. it's just it's it's just completely draining, and I'm I'll be happy when it's all over. But the thing is, when it's over, it still won't be over. Yeah.
0: So you said instead of it being Friday the thirteenth, it's gonna be November the third. Go
5: uh, that yeah, holiday. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. That's Halloween should have changed. Mm-hmm. Yes,
7: but yeah, I I, th- I agree too. I think when they say defund the police, I don't think it means necessarily take money away from them. I think it means restructure. Right. If that's right.
0: that's the term they should have used.
7: That's the term they should have used. Right. They add response units for something like mental. Dis- they're not trained to handle people with
8: mental issues. I, are they? You do? no <laughs> well, right? That's not. You get trained in that. No, they're not trained. to. They're, they're not trained, trained to the, shoot cinema the mass, not, like you said. They're not trained to handle people like that. They're trained for just what they did. Protecting exactly. That is what, what, they're what they're trained to do. do. You... Right. They're not trained for mental health illness people. They didn't, They need to restructure their academies. That's yes. what they need to do.
7: And that's a problem with the American police right. system.
8: But, I mean, exactly. that comes back to all the
7: way it originated. But, I mean, that's American history.
0: Right. That's a whole so what? Nut in itself.
7: What was the proper thing to do then? Let's say I'm at home and somebody in the house is having a mental episode and I don't know what to do and I need help outside of the home. What what do I do? I'm not going to call 911 because then I'm putting everybody's life in jeopardy, I feel like. Well, I feel call, like then I'm I my, I might lose 1- my 1- life. 1- what is
0: 211? 2-1- 211 1- is the is a resource number for everything. That's a general number. But I mean, what they're going to tell you is hang up for me and call 911.
7: And I'm not doing that. I already know I'm not. I, I don't feel safe i i just know I don't feel safe calling nine one one
8: that's not something sad. that
7: I would do. It is sad, and I, it's scary to me because even my little problem. brother would never do that he wouldn't he wouldn't even if I brought it up to him, he would think I'm crazy. I'm out of my mind. Why would you call nine one one because then you putting us at danger whether we're at fault or not. that's how he feels
0: right that automatically, not, you put
7: the on. fact that we feel like that is is a statement
0: correct so that's why' so much hinged on the line for this election, but not only this election but Subsequent elections, all the local, all the youth, now that y'all so involved and paying attention, should be going out and voting for these old, older folks that have been sitting in these seats comfortably with no opposition because nobody wants to get involved and really start, you know, working on that being your interest.
1: The whole concept is that they scared that we're going to take over the nation because they know that we could do better job than they could do and they know that we are smarter and we understand the uh, how the aspect is. The whole thing is that they scared that once we take over the nation, ain't no stopping us. Cause they know that we gonna go the full the full head. So we we know exactly what we doing in terms of this election. Cause they, know, they know as we black people, once we get in power, that's it. Cause we they know that we, they can't stop us. Cause first of all, a lot of things going to be changed in the nation and then second of all, things that happen,ing we're going to try to put the problem behind us and fix it and move on to to a brighter and brighter picture. Right. Well, the thing is, you know,
0: compassion always has to be a part of policy. Because when they try to say it's business, no, but it's business of people. So you have to have that compassion factor in there So because you're dealing with everyone's life. Call, introduce yourself.
9: My name is Carl Hughes. Uh, I'm an artist, and I wanted to hop in and join the conversation.
0: All right. So I'm gonna ask you since you're coming coming into the conversation. We're talking about the election. We're talking about the youth being involved more than ever. And how do you expect to turn out to be? And how do you? Um, what do you expect from the election? What are you looking for? What is making your decision?
9: Um. Honestly, only thing making my decision right now is policies and what both parties bring to the table and making a decision off of that. Cause I mean I'm still I'm still undecided in a sense, but I'm just trying to see. I just wanna make sure that, you know, I'm voting I'm voting for the right person in a sense. Uh and I don't know. I, I feel like I also feel like you know what I'm saying, especially when it comes to fear. That fear never, the fear never leaves, never leaves until, until somebody like actually stand up and be like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to walk, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk this walk of faith and then whatever happened, happened. But that's just how I'm seeing everything. Cause, uh, I've been looking into this ever since February in a sense.
0: And you haven't gotten a clear picture of who is going to affect your life more directly?
6: Yeah, I'm, That's still, I'm, I'm saying. Still. You're still
0: in the balance about that, about what would make you um, sway one way or the other. You're not sure yet on who is going to have your best interest come November 3rd. But not only your best interest, interests, um, interest, but overall interest for the country, because there's more yeah. things involved. We got defense. Right. What do you feel about what's going on with the um, military? And do you feel safe even from foreign threats? because we definitely have a domestic threat going on right now, but I'm just saying from foreign threat. How do y'all feel about that?
9: Um. Oh, actually, let me speak on this. So I actually feel like when it comes to foreign threats, I feel like because they keep pushing the, the, rush, the Russia thing, and then, you know, with Trump always putting stuff on China, I feel like eventually one of these, these like, superpowers might end up trying to attack eventually. I, that's just, that's personal feeling just because like when you keep putting blame on some, like either put blame or keep trying to say it's one person when it's probably not, you never know. Um, it causes, it causes fights or wars to break out because they get sick and tired of hearing it.
0: Okay. Anyone else? Like,
6: yeah. I, I
7: feel like there's so much going on. There's so many issues and there's so many things. It's something, it feels like something new every day that is hard to even remember sometimes what might have been scary a month or two ago or a year or two ago. right? A couple of weeks ago, Korea, North Korea just had one of the biggest military parades they've ever had where they were just marching ballistic missiles and stuff down the street. And nobody's even talked about it anymore because who knows how many things have happened since then. Right? But it's not something that we're worried about right now. Like Carl said, it's something that we'll probably have to worry about in a couple of years.
0: Darren, you over there in Memphis, how are you feeling about um, the security and the threat?
3: I'm I'm kind of just
0: towards like what they said, it's just
3: so much going on, you just never know. And this, well, um, with all the stuff that's going on, and it's it, something could break out at any time. We, we, um, we like in our last days, and I'm just going to be honest with it, anything can happen. It could just be, um, at the end of this election, you know, people may not like how it's going to be, and at any time, you just really can't say. So it's like um, it's so much chaos going on with this pandemic. Like, where did it co- where did it come from? You know, you and just because he's saying that China did it, it's 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 like somebody that's in charge is petty and childish and running a country that we could have a war because he's not educated enough to really run a country. And we just really need to be. Till this election is over that we get the right person because we could have one that's just how I feel about it
6: mm-hmm. I because
3: do. with him you know with him still being in there he could do anything to sabotage it or to start something because he didn't win at the end or just whatever you just never know
0: so do you think this is posed this is a serious question because I have this concern myself personally but do you think that now something should be changed about when you win the election and how quick you should be taking over office because there is a big gap of time.
3: Yes, yes. And that's exactly what I'm saying, yes. Because, and you know what? Because with this, again, with him being in there, he could do something to sabotage it. Like, in a sense, being a sore loser. Mm -hmm. Exactly. When you're done, you're done. Let the other person get in, give them, that's just like with any job. When your job is over, the other person is coming in, you getting ready to get trained, you making a transition. Yes. So that's just
0: basically. Yeah. See, we never had a problem like this where um, we c- the it's had like a like president we, we, that was just, so unpresidential yeah. that he didn't understand yes, rules but, and regulations and stay in the confines of what would be decent. And we exactly. could
3: not even get them out. Right. And we couldn't get them out. They couldn't impeach the man. And other presidents have been impeached and everything. It's, this is awful. So it would not shock me. You know, right. nothing, is, nothing is new. So we've had a war before. So it would not shock. It, it wouldn't be
9: shocking.
0: But it also shows you all the faults. Because that's one thing I can say has been definitely shown is all the faults that's in the um, system as far as giving too much power.
3: Yes. And you know what? And the thing about it, if you go back to it, he was really, in a sense, probably looking, and he mocked the way that he got in, like he won. And that goes back to some people still didn't vote. Mm-hmm. And And when we don't, it's like a yes for him. So if people had actually voted and a lot of people didn't want to vote for someone else because they felt like and i'm gonna just speak i'm gonna just say it people didn't want to vote for hillary because she was a woman but if they had yeah but if they had vote that would have took away votes for him so when you say no you're saying yes to somebody that doesn't that don't need to be in there
0: so now that you brought up the fact that about a woman how do you think this is going to play out but not only a woman but we have a black woman running for VP. My saw wrong, of course. <laughs> They're gonna let the gasket. I'm for it. What's she say? What did you say, Kim? People gonna pop
5: a gasket. That's one thing, you know, as a woman and a black woman. Right. Um. But I will say this uh, real quick people have been writing in Kanye West name.
0: Mark, I was gonna say oh, that too. Oh, my goodness gracious.
5: So I mean, we are. You know what? We are our own. We hurt ourselves,
3: and you know what? We always. A lot of times, we want. to, And I'm sorry if I cut you off.
5: No, no, you. Fine. We always.
3: We always say, "Uh, white people can't hold us back, and we we're powerful, and that's true. We are strong, we powerful, but we are our worst enemies. And soon as we see somebody black, and it's not just us. Sometimes some of us, we start hating, and we won't vote because somebody black. And we won't vote for our own. And somebody looking because they black. It's not just us. It's us that's black that are not voting too. That can get her in there because we're just saying, "Oh, I ain't make it today." Oh, wing on win. I don't know why. And we, it, I hear so many black people, and I'm just being honest, that say they're upset with Biden, and they're not going to vote. And then she, that's a black vice president yeah. sitting right there next to him. And that's us doing the same thing and a lot of black people not
5: voting on purpose. They, they, they also don't like her because of the, um, Pamela because of something, a law about people she used, when she was the attorney right? and, um, people got locked up for, um, I guess a good amount of time. So that's another thing a lot of black folks are complaining Mm -hmm. about, but I'm like, okay, well, what was the crime?
3: But they like, but they
7: want Trump again. Okay. Well, no. What I will say too is that I feel like this was probably the most balanced ticket we could have gotten. Yeah, I think this is probably the the best shot there was at for 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 it to be competitive. Uh, yeah, to be competitive. Because let's say Bernie Sanders got nominated, I don't think he would have been able to pull any of the hard Republicans that are, were already voted for Trump. I don't think he would have been able to pull any of them. I'm gonna be honest, because I think he was too different from what their views are.
4: He would have definitely won for the younger generation. I sure. don't know anyone that doesn't love Bernie.
7: But where Biden is winning, where it needs to be winning, is 60-plus. Of course, right. Yeah, yeah. a lot, a lot yeah. of Florida. That's why I think Trump is scared about Florida, because a lot of the older people, who he had the safe bet in 2016, <laughs> are leaning now.
0: hmm Yeah, they're rethinking it, especially when they talk about some Medicare and Social Security be over in three years, if he keep it on.
8: Well, what I want to say about yeah. sharing comment about what she said that a lot of people um, be commenting about, oh, well, I'm not going to vote because uh, I don't like this person. Well, what, what Mr. Trump has done is he's changed a lot of that because a lot of people that used to say that, they are actually coming out this time and they are voting, and which yeah. is very surprising to me. I've seen Those lines... Yes, North Carolina, and, and North Carolina is is awful for that. Some people don't come out and vote for nothing, and I'm I'm actually surprised because I mean I've yes. seen i so many black people voting. It, it blew my mind. I'm like, wow, these people are really voting now. <laughs> I mean, so he's he blowing voting. a lot of people' mind. Yes. What, he, what he's done is that go, yes, they don't. What he's done is he's made a lot of people upset in his party because they're like, what are you doing, dummy? You didn't woke these people up, and and yeah. When you wake these people up, we are powerful as a unit. And we are so powerful that we can swing this whole thing. We can swing the Senate. We can swing everything without votes because we are powerful as a unit. And that's what we done. Yeah, And so he started a that, whole lot of mess that them people don't like. They're like, what are you doing, dum-dum? You started something. And you
3: know what? And that goes back to like what you were saying earlier. God make things happen for a reason. And right. so... When he started bringing us together and we started getting out here rallying, and they was like, oh, wait a minute. They out here, and then you see white cops out here bowing down and people apologizing for things that happened a long time, ago. God was like, they got it. That's
0: they're what I want it, to hear. It, it, right? It's not... Huh? I said, they're getting they getting it. They didn't fully got it yet, and I'm not just talking no, about one it. community. I'm but talking well, you about see, the entirety of society has got to get it, because God is not just trying to right, come to one community. But when you... If it takes years and years for you to damage something, then
3: it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time to fix it. So when you start seeing things coming together, that's what he wants. It's going to take time. So when I was going out and I voted and I saw the polls crowded and it's wrapped around the building, that just made me so excited. Because there was right. times when you could just walk right in and people was like, I'm not, I ain't voting. You voted. It don't make a difference if I vote or not. But now you're seeing it crowded. People don't care. They're standing in the lines. they doing the Harlem Shuffle and Philadelphia and all that because they're trying to get in and make the time pass while they're in line and don't care. So I'm excited about that part of it. And I'm glad, you know, and just seeing people coming together is a wonderful thing. So I'm, you know, and just waiting on the outcome.
7: <laughs> One of the things, like we're saying about how how things lead to another, right? With the with how how bad the pandemic has gotten, right? I think that created almost, I, I don't want to say the perfect storm, but it created because so many people were out of work and because so many people were already at home, all these things that were happening. This is these type of murders and these type of incidents that have been happening that have been causing riots are not right. new, right? right? And a lot of a lot of people, even at work, I've noticed have been like, "Wow, I never knew this was happening," right? And they're learning about. History and learning about the, the systemic issues that we deal with, and I think it's because people are at home, people can't go out as much, people can't don't have as many distractions outside of home. So they're watching the news, they're talking to people inside their house and things like that. And I think that's what's led to a lot of the movements and things that have been happening.
4: I agree. Well, yeah, the chance to actually see what's really happening and pay attention and open their eyes, because what else can you do what 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 else are you doing when you're stuck at home you're not working now i was just saying that i agree with james you know a lot of people had the chance to really sit down and see what's going on and listen to the news and see these videos and everybody was on social media so these things are popping up everywhere and it's more visible than ever considering everything is so online now everything is virtual so what else can you do but see what's going on in the world
7: and a lot of people were out of jobs, so they weren't going to work. And even if they were, they were still at home. A lot of them.
9: Okay. So I got. I got a question. Go ahead. Do y'all think people will be more willing to go to work if they figure out that they get a bigger stimulus check once once whoever gets in the office goes in the office? You mean in terms of like if they go back to work, they get a bigger stimulus check? Like if they if they if they manage to hold it out, and the government says we'll give y'all another stimulus check, and it's Let's say it's like it's like forty four mm-hmm. four thousand five hundred, and you know they they're like this is for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think people will be more willing to go back to work, or they're probably gonna stay home?
7: I think they have to have a structured plan, right? Because the pandemic probably isn't gonna end anytime soon, realistically, right? And so if we're still keeping up the, the unemployment payments, I think that's why it's a big discussion right now, right? The unemployment payments, I think they do need right to sustain a lot of people who are not gonna have jobs coming back. But what the question is, how do we incentivize the people to go back to work where they can? right? And that's why one of the, the biggest things I think that was talked about on a ticket that a lot of people missed is, that's big in other countries is universal basic income. right? I think that's huge for the modern economy. I think it's something that we're probably overlooking right now that's going to be even bigger as technology becomes more mainstream and a lot of the blue-collar workers are losing their jobs, the truckers, the workers at stores, all of them, because their their jobs are going to go away, to be honest. Right? That. The, it, it is, right? It's a, it's a shrinking group. Walmart's already trying to get rid of all of their cashiers. Amazon already has stores where there's nobody in the store except for a couple people. So there is going to be a shrinking group, and we need some type of stimulus plan to cover the money that's going to be lost.
6: The jobs, yeah.
7: Yes, the jobs. So I, to answer your question, sorry if I got off topic, I think they have to have a plan to incentivize the people going back to work for people to really want to get back out there, to take the risk.
8: Well, with talk- I, the stimulus itself is not going to cover it, because maybe a lot of people might take the bait at first, but a lot of lives are going to be lost, and a lot of people are going to say, $4,000 is not, risk, not uh, enough to risk my, my life, and that's what it boils down to. $4,000 for my life, you keep it. For some
0: people, that's everything. So, I mean, that's what they, I guess, will be the way of the balance, because... If you don't have anything in your refrigerator, you get maybe put on the street and they saying, look, come make this money, feed your kids and have a house for them, you going to say, I'm going to just put on a double mask and I'm going to try to make it happen. I want to ask y'all how y'all feel about the new um, Supreme Court judge that was, the, not how you feel about her personally, but how you feel about the fact that that happened so quickly.
8: Let me answer first. She- I'm gonna be the shortest. Okay. My my answer to that is that um, I don't I don't mind that they put a new justice into the into the courts, but but I, what I do want to comment about is that I do think that they should put a gap a a, a cap on how long the justices are in office. Um, for life is is ridiculous because they got a lot of those people in there that have different um, beliefs on on the way they they judge people and old laws that should be outlawed. You know, it shouldn't even be legal anymore. And uh, to go back 40, 50 years, old racist laws, and uh, it's it's ridiculous. To have somebody in the office for life is, is unbelievable. So 20 years is more than enough. Retire already, let somebody else get into office. And that's what I have to say about that.
0: Well, I hear what you're saying. You're saying that because of your generational gaps, the way that you might have been brought up and the way the society was in the time that you initially got into office is totally different than the new generations that are coming in and the way the shift society has changed with through the laws and the fights and the battles and more accepting and opening so i understand what you're saying
8: absolutely
0: i also but think that they should probably
2: add
8: mm-hmm.
2: a few more justices just to make it even because right now it's probably more Republicans than Democrats. So it's, it's very uneven. So they definitely need, I do agree with capping the age and how long they're allowed to serve and adding at least a few more just to make it.
0: Well, what I'm going to correct you about is that I don't think they should cap the age. I think they should cap the tenure of how long you can be in the position because we can't start discriminating against people because of their age because. You're still a part of society yeah, that's, that's
6: like, but what i will mm-hmm. say
0: also is that um when the justices get picked and that's why they're mad at biden right now is because they're saying that when he gets in he's going to stack the court to even out the balance because of the way so many republican judges were put into office to we don't have a blend we don't have a mix i mean there's nothing wrong with both being in there, but this goes back to who you voting for and putting into these positions. See, all Everything is boiling down to who did you put in that seat down the street from your house? And then it trickled on up. Who did you put in your state? Who did you send to Washington? See, all of this matters.
6: I think that the issue that
7: a lot of people have with it, right, is that typically you're not supposed to appoint a justice near the end of your term. Correct. Right. That's just in bad taste. And a lot of the, the Republicans even on record, I think Lindsey Graham specifically said, when Obama was in office, I will not approve of a president electing uh, a Supreme Court justice in their last year because it's just that's not what you do. That's not presidential. And you can record me saying that. Protocol. And then what did he do? He went right and did it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are pointing that out. So like you, said uh, somebody said, it is shady. Is almost a slap in the face to the standards, right? And that's the issue I have with it. I don't know how I feel about a term. I think, to my understanding, the reason there's no term limit is to keep you impartial, right? And of course, you already have your views on different things. And hopefully, part of your swearing in as a justice is that you will be impartial, and you will look at the Constitution, and look at the laws, and interpret it. And of course, there's a moving interpretation as society evolves. But Who's to say that if you are a term, have a term limit, right, and you're a Supreme Court justice, in your last two years, you know you only have two years left, what is swaying your decision? right? How do you know then that you might not be lobbied? If you're worried about you're already going to lose your oh, job anyway. Oh, I
0: see what you're saying. As far as I'm going to lose my spot, so let me yeah, take so why care do I, care? I understand that. But it has to be something different done. Because forever, once you get into these positions, is a little bit much, I think. It's a little bit much. 25 years, I think that's, that's more than enough. 20 years is good. If you're good. That's a life term. Because then how frustrated are you in that position now that you, your whole life is just that? Day in, day out, week after week for 20, 30, 40 years? I mean you, you become better, I feel.
7: I don't think so. You don't have to accept it just because you're nominated. But if you are in constitutional law and you decide you want to be a lawyer and you want to study the Constitution, that's the ultimate job you can have. If to make the final call on anything that questions the Constitution, why wouldn't you want to do that? Right. And you're already living out essentially your dream, your goal of life.
0: Right. Okay. Well, I'm getting ready to um, wrap it up because we've come up with a lot of different topics and this is like a two part series right here. And what I'm going to say is what we're going to start with you, James, and go around the board on what do you want or want to leave out there as a message to voters? This is pre election.
7: The only message I really have is vote, right? And that that's something that I will say has been great to see, that there have been so many people turning out and it, it, it record numbers and so many more people are paying attention to the politics and paying attention to decisions that are being made at every level, right? And I think it's only going to continue to get better, hopefully. Hopefully, it only continues to get more granular and people look at everything with a tighter microscope and through a, a, a tighter lens. And so that's the only thing I can say, really, just vote and continue voting. Everybody does Binvo, good job. And everybody that hasn't voted
6: yet, please do vote.
4: Right. I, I want to say the same thing. I want everyone to, you know, really use their voice, really start diving in and learning about how everything works on a more intimate level, really know the lingo as well, you know, study it and and really prepare yourself to go and use your voice and use the knowledge that you have and, and you know, their knowledge to form the country that they want and and the society that they want to see you know if you want more unity you know make sure you're knowledgeable about who is being put into these high places that make decisions that form the laws of this country you know really have your voice heard don't allow it to slip past you because you believe that Your voice won't be heard or it doesn't matter because it does and it adds up. I would
5: say um, don't get discouraged. Um, Protect your peace. You know, it's the book is already written. So just just know it it will not be the end of the world. Hopefully it won't. Um, If things don't go in the direction your vote, your vote. Was selected in, and just, just all you can do is just continue to press on, and work with everybody to
4: make the future better.
9: You know, you, a vote. I say vote. I mean, because we're all happy that everybody's out there enthusiastic. Because this is a lot of people actually coming out doing it, like really voting and doing what they want to do, like doing what they feel is best. So. I say, make sure, make sure you know exactly what everybody stands for, and you vote based upon what you feel is right. You know, I nobody here is trying is going to influence you on who to vote for. Just vote who you feel is right. Um, know who you're electing when it comes to putting certain people in power, because you never know that that one person could change every could change your whole livelihood, and you'll never know until it comes down the pipe and you find out later. But that's all I had to say. You know,
1: I would say for everybody to go out and vote. But at the same time, you got to know who you're voting for and you got to vote for who, who going to have America back. And you got to know what we're voting for, Is it for us or against us. But at the same time, we got to know who we're voting for in the, in the election because we don't want to choose any uh, any kind of body. We want somebody that's going to hear our side and hear what we're coming from and our concern, and solve the problem so we could just be one nation?
3: Um, I would just say not using your voice is like saying yes to the wrong person, or it could be. So voting is
6: important. That's all I have to say.
8: Okay, and mine's would be <clears throat> different from everybody else's. Coming from a prior law enforcement officer and a father of young Black men, I would say. Your vote is very important, but the reality is it all lies within your heart and your spirit and your belief in God. So blessings to you all.
2: say that people shouldn't be discouraged from voting because they see people trying to intimidate them and trying to make them be afraid of what they can do if they do vote. So do not be discouraged by anybody who's threatening to do anything or saying that they're going to do anything because if, you're, if your vote and your voice and what you believe in didn't matter so much, they wouldn't be trying so hard to prevent you from expressing that. So go out and vote. Understand what you're voting
0: for, who you're voting for, and um, be safe. All right. Well, what I'm going to say is that you need to pray first, vote second, bring someone you know to the poll or send them or help them somehow get it, get there. We need to pick someone that's unified, that's gonna unify this country and be for all the people that live here, because we all have to live here past November third and January twentieth. We need someone that's gonna protect us from domestic and foreign threats and gonna help our everyday living become better. That's the thoughts that I feel that you should have at your foremost um frontal when you go to that poll and vote on Tuesday, or if you vote before Tuesday, however you do, but as everyone has already expressed, vote. I wanna thank everyone for coming out and participating and sharing their opinions, because it's not easy really to speak verbally, especially politics, which is always a hard topic because everyone has their own view. And as we discuss so many serious topics and leaving out of this discussion, Jamila's gonna give us a drum outro. Listeners, I want to thank you again for joining me for another episode of Booming Your Face. Please remember to support the podcast on the website. As a reminder, if you'd like to share your Booming Your Face music or share your Booming Your Face moments, or just want to join in the conversation, reach out and email me at boomingyourface616 at gmail or visit the website and sign up for the newsletter and share your stories. I'm your host, Mary Kearney. Be blessed. Booming Your Face. Booming Your Face. Booming Your Face.